When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. What's up, everybody, and welcome to episode 15 of the off-season Swolecast here on rotogrinders.com. I want to welcome the normal cast of characters, Pete Overzets, Davis Maddock, Dan Gaspar, Mr. Tuttle 05. And guys, we are celebrating 10 years of Rotogrinders. Like 10 years. Pete, can you show your shirt? Yeah. I uh, I helped build this company brick by brick over the years, <laughs> and I had to wear this shirt to commemorate the blood, sweat, and tears I have poured into this company. It is the have foundation you? of this company. <laughs> you know that T-shirts, did you order a size up just in case we're quarantined for like six more months? Me? Yeah. No, man. T-shirts I'm, are I... supposed to be tight like this right here. You see that? Pete, What's that? Pete, Pete works out, bro. <laughs> i did i saw um pete is now in the outdoor workout game so yeah i could you you sent me this like very leading instagram thing where it was like very passive aggressive trying no. to equate me doing an outdoor workout to you go to a planet fitness indoors without a mask i said welcome <laughs> to the fit- <laughs> sounds like something <laughs> david would do it really <laughs> sounds very david kitchen I said, welcome to the Fit Fam. I'm glad that uh, you joined the workout. You can see why it sounded a little disingenuous on my end. Uh, yeah. Um, before before we get started, it, it, there are PGA contests that have started up. We had the big PGA free roll that, like, it filled r- really quick, so we had to, like, extend it. Uh, but PGA is kicked off. Davis, how's everything going for you? I mean, it's just um, I really needed the relief of this show this morning. Is is all I can all I can really say. It's uh, Shinnecock Village somehow broke out at uh, at the Memorial Golf Tournament this weekend. Uh, well, you know, good thing for you is that we still have the PGA lineup builder or lineup HQ for free, Davis. So if you want to make any sort of um, showdown slates, showdown slates. Uh, it's there for you. So make sure, make sure you guys hit that up if you want. Also, again, special thanks to RG just for everything that, um, that you guys do. Ten years, I, I ten years ago, I was in the best shape of my life, and now, and now look at me. 
and like you're in the even better shape <laughs> bigger shape <laughs> bigger shape it's not just rg that's grown uh but what are some like what are some fond memories that you guys have of rg tuttle what are some fond memories you have of rg man uh they're always the life of the party, Cal, Cam, whenever you go to any of those finals or even now that I'm part of the RG team, we get to go to the RG parties, knock on wood that we actually have one this, this year. But they're, uh, they've always been there. Uh, that was something I noticed when we, David and I, tried to start up Fantasy Insiders, going to those live finals and always seeing Cam, Cal, and even though we were technically competitors, albeit not strong competitors at the time, they were always very, <laughs> very, very gracious and very nice to us. Uh, yeah, and Dan, and don't forget, I mean, Dan was like doing yeah, all the DB too. Like, yep. like he was, he was the one kind of, that's how I got started with, uh, with Rotor Grinders and Grinders Live is Dan interviewing me. And then he was like, wow, you've got some real swagger, kid. How would you like to, how would you like to launch a, concept i have called grinders live and uh, ever since that rg is just kind of taken off you know there it was like the the curve was flattened and then and then they got david on board (laughs) i mean that that was pretty much the timeline peter what about you well it was funny i was watching the uh the compilation video uh that roto grinders put together and dan bach is kind of like the paul rudd of the uh, DFS world in that he just hasn't aged a bit. Like he's just yeah. the same, same guy, same voice, same intonation. You know, he's just, he's just locked in a, in a time warp, I think. Davis, how old were you in 2010? In 2010, I was 18. So you were just, just starting adulthood. Just a young pup. Just a young, just a young pup. Um, whenever you whenever you started uh playing dfs was that like 20 it was like 2012 2013 oh rg got all my affiliate dollars they got they got <laughs> my, they got my FanDuel affiliate dollars they got my DraftKings affiliate dollars because i needed i needed that sweet sweet rg premium so you know i think over the years i have been um a very kind friend to uh to cal and cam in that way so you too built this company, deposit by deposit. <laughs> De- deposit by deposit. <laughs> I've been the original deposit king. <laughs> oh. oh man! <laughs> Just when you think about when you think about what I mean, what if that model of affiliate dollars didn't exist and it was the way sports books works now, which it was just dollars per customer? Like, how different would RG look? It, it's it's very interesting to think of that. Yeah, I would think it'd be interesting to think like if we did not have a uh, swole cast, like if the swole cast did not make its way over from Fantasy Insiders to Rotor Grinders and Cal wasn't able to win that million dollars off of the Kittle call, um, you know, <laughs> right. he'd probably know just he'd be just living that peasant life right now. Brick by brick. I do think actually that does remind me, Dave. My favorite moment in Roto Grinders history was Evan Silva launching his own site to be the only people to cover NFL action and paving the way for me <laughs> to join the Swolecast. Definitely my favorite moment. Yeah. yeah, Silva Silva getting Wally pipped was something that we did not anticipate. Uh, but but here we are. So special thanks to everyone that has been with us, and then we just were gonna for some reason, keep, keep the whole swole cast thing going. 
All right, let's get on to something very near and dear to all of our hearts. Derek Henry. Let's just take a moment to pause <sighs> and just appreciate the freak athlete, the talented guy, good locker room guy. Why doesn't this guy deserve it? King Henry with his ex- with his contract extension that people didn't think was possible. And yet the Titans did it. And honestly, I think it made a lot of sense for the Titans. But I want to hear what you guys have to say. Do you Davis, really? Let's let's start. Really I've actually gone. I've actually say? gone. I've actually gone the other way since I'm I'm pro labor always. I just I, I think that the Derrick Henry contract is a win for the proletariat. So I am uh, I am I am now every every player should just get paid. That's that's now what I believe. <laughs> Davis, do you think that Derrick Henry is the same as any other running back in the league? I mean, he's not as good as like Damian Williams, but <laughs> <laughs> proof is in the know, pudding, like, Dave. Where you're, where you're Dave, the absolute... proof is hey, the proof is in the pudding, Dave. The Titans lost. Running back when it mattered. Yeah, they did. The proof but is in the they pudding. Also, they also rode the backs of Derrick Henry. And Ryan Tannehill, who are now just they they, they got paid and, and good for them. Oh, Pete, where do you where do you land on the whole Derrick Henry paid, overpaid, underpaid? Yeah, well, first off, I do want to say there there was a rumor going around that you are foregoing your salary for the next five years to help cover Derrick Henry's salary. And I just wanted to say that's incredibly generous of you, and you're finally putting your money where your mouth is, Dave. Um Thank you. When you look at the other running backs who are paid more per him, uh, more than him per year, David Johnson, Le'Veon Bell, Ezekiel Elliott, uh, yes, I think Derrick Henry is better than those running backs. I think you just so. have to be inspired by confidence when you see those list of guys who've gotten paid. I think you just have to look at that list and be like, this is a great idea. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, the, you know what? Uh, I am still not going to be uh, drafting any Derrick Henry this year, uh, but I'm happy for him. I'm happy for his family, and I'm happy for the town of Nashville. And the people like you, Kitchen, who have backed him year after year after year and never wavered. Never wavered. Shout out to uh, John Robinson for making this deal happen. Because, like, when they announced that the deal was happening, because I've been on the team, like, I love Derrick Henry. I would love for them to franchise tag him this year. But after that, probably doesn't make a lot of sense if you're going to pay him. So you are a a disingenuous Derrick Henry. No, 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 no. No, no, Davis. See, I'm not like you where I can add a bit of nuance to the conversation and I don't have to do stuff you know, specifically for brand. So I can recognize that Derrick Henry is a generational talent, um, but also that you should not give him like $16 million, like the this, this C-Mac money. And the contract that they gave him wasn't much worse than guaranteeing uh, the, the two franchise tags, like franchise tag for this year, franchise tag for next year. And so basically the, the few extra million that he's getting, he deserves. He deserves that for putting the Titans on his back. And there are people out there that just, they cannot understand why guys like Derrick Henry, even C-Mac, but guys that have a specific skill set or size that you can't coach are way better options than like a typical running back like uh, Raheem Mostert or Damian Williams, right? Like, Davis, would you at least admit that in the conversation that we're having? 
What are you, you want me to admit that Derrick Henry is good at playing the running back position? Like, sure. I, I want you to admit that, like, <laughs> a guy that is a physical freak like he is, 6'3", 250, that runs a 4'5", Let's get his body fat percentage while you're at it, Dave. He's yeah, going I mean, downhill. It, it, Have you seen his off-season workout videos? Oh, they're yeah, like, running up the hill. More intense, they're more intense than Alvin Kamara this year. So, I mean, we're talking about a guy that works his tail off. And that is a physical freak. Hey man, any it's money that different. leaves any money that leaves a billionaire's pocket is good by me, buddy. <laughs> so we're 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 we stand we stand King Henry. All right, uh, Derek Carter yesterday got some flack from Titans fans. He said Derek Henry gained five point one yards per rush attempt in two thousand nineteen. The worst Q, QB by the metric, Mitchell Trubisky gained six one. 6.1 yards per pass attempt in 2019. Just saying. I love Derek Cardi's Twitter strat. Like he'll lay low for weeks and then just swoop in with the most incendiary polarizing thread possible. Just throws the bomb and thread. just walks away. Yeah. Hey, I, I hear threads are good for engagement though. You gotta um, thread it. The, the Tuttle, what do you think about that take? Oh, I, I hate Twitter threads. <laughs> Uh, and, and I think Derek you should, take. And I think you should throw Mitchell Trubisky behind the the Titans O line, and he'll probably be just <laughs> as good as as Derrick Henry. Yeah. All right. Let's move on. Uh, let's talk about the Scott Fishbowl. Most have wrapped it up. Uh, our league just went from like almost done by the weekend to like getting a half a round per day now. So we're still not done. We still got two more rounds left. But it was like to round 18 by Saturday. So just it's just like moving a at a snail's pace. Yeah. <clears throat> it's a little bit of a slow crawl. People like to just enjoy the the last sips where they have it. But uh Peter, how how did you fare in the Scott Fishbowl? I crushed it, man. Um I really did crush it. I think this is my year. Uh I got stacks on stacks on stacks. Uh we just we did the damn thing. I think uh I think I'm gonna ship it. Did you? How much did you look at the uh, the rotor grinders tool? Because I know Davis did. As every, far as like who dra- who drafted him and my team. Yeah, I looked like, at they, it before every pick. I'm serious. Yeah, Davis I used just, a bunch. Yeah, Davis. It's pretty clear. Like you compare yours to um, the FF underscore Contrarian. It's like I don't think we have any overlap. Oh yeah, I literally, I literally don't know if we share one player. Oh, stop, Davis. This is disingenuous right now. I can go look at his team right right. now. So whose teams would you go and look at then before before you'd make a pick? If you didn't look at his. Oh, I was looking at his team for sure, but I I, he was in the same conference as me, so it was very easy to look at. Yes, I can't have the same players, duh. I was more just looking at uh ADPs, just ADP? to try to, the live ADP for the drafts that were ahead of us to see, you know, how risky could you get for hoping a guy would come back? When did you need to get aggressive to to grab him? Then um, I did lock up the league winner in the 20th round, Patrick Laird. So that worked out. Um, Dave, I know you took umbrage with the last few picks of my draft. Yeah, I saw that screenshot. Um, yeah. Your last brand. four picks of the draft, uh, you took Andy Isabella in the 19th. Patrick Laird in the 20th, Rex Burkhead in the 21st, 
you're not if you're not seeing a pattern here, uh, the twenty second round you took. Are you Dan calling Arnold. Pete a white supremacist drafter? Uh, I'm not what? saying he's no. I'm let's let's not, not do this again. <laughs> <Let's say that. laughs> <Come on. laughs> I'm saying that, uh, especially the Isabella Arnold pairing. Go ahead. It's like you think that's going to be the the stack that ships it. Is that is that why you're feeling so confident? I mean, I do think that uh, if I'm invested in Kyler Murray and DeAndre Hopkins, I didn't get my boy Christian Kirk. And if I win this league, it's going to be because that Cardinals offense goes nuclear, which means the ancillary pieces are going to benefit. Andy Isabella, you know, you want to target second-year wide receivers uh, who had good prospect profiles. He's not, like, the highest probability bet, but I think you could do worse. And Dan Arnold, my buddy Pat Crane, keeps sending me, clippings from Arizona beat reports and uh, they seem to like Dan they, Arnold. They signed Dylan Cantrell though, bro. Arnold I mean, season is over. I'll cut him for Cantrell. I'm ruthless like that. Yeah, I, I was a little bit surprised by the Arnold pick. I, you I were felt like by 20 second I'm round sure, pick. I'm, I'm yeah. sure David David learning who Dan Arnold was for the very first time. I'm sure no. he was surprised. No. Showdown slates. <laughs> if you played any sort of showdown slates, you know who Dan Arnold is. Hey, God, um, be honest. When you were prepping that screenshot to send over, before did you Google image Dan Arnold? No, I know who Dan Arnold is. <laughs> Again, if you played any showdown slates uh, that the Saints were involved in, you knew who he was. Right, I got I to gotta look at David Kitchen's team. Shout out UW this. Platteville, Dan Arnold. Uh, really? So oh, yeah. there you go. Uh, but I just thought that you would go with someone, like you went with Laird with the 20th pick. So I thought that with Isabella and Lair that you would again kind of go for the bits in the 22nd round. And and Arnold didn't really fit that as like a bit player. Wait, who would have been the bit pick that I passed up on? Like, I, I don't know. I mean, you yeah. picked Lair. My, Miles, Miles Gaskin would have been the bit pick, yeah. I think, Pete. <laughs> you <laughs> probably could have waited to the 22nd to draft Patrick Laird. Well, uh, I was actually looking at ADP, and that was not the case. Uh, there's some Laird fever out there. You know, you know, Laird scored the six most points of all rookie running backs last year, right? <laughs> you know, he had the second most receiving yards of any rookie running back last year, right? You know that? Yeah. Do you yeah, know that? I do. do you? Do you, do you know, know that? that? Do, do you? you really do you know, know it? it? Have you internalized it? Interesting. They also, they also added uh, two running backs to the squad. Um, Speed bumps. Where, so where false profits? Jordan Howard and, and we have we have inside info that Laird will not be opting out of a COVID related season though. So mm-hmm. uh take that take that for what you will. Leaking leaking inside info on this vote. Leaks, I bro. Love it. <laughs> I know, right. Davis. I did see you respond to one tweet where you're like actual NFL players saying uh that <laughs> as if like you're talking to any other NFL hey, players. It could be it Laird. could be Brian it could be Brian Hill. All right. <laughs> when was the last time you and Brian exchanged messages? <laughs> Dude, we've been we've been DMing, bro. Yeah, right. <laughs> he was making some really interesting points yesterday about the value of prenuptial agreements on Twitter. So was he really? He, no. <laughs> 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 he was talking about prenups, but I didn't find it interesting or engaging. <laughs> wow. Did, uh, did you see? Uh, did you see any of the picks that I had, Davis? That were were not good so i gotta i gotta ask i gotta ask okay what what was your plan as it relates to philip rivers like what what is the deal with taking philip rivers 
are you planning on are are you wanting to start a wide receiver as your super flex most often or are you gonna just you just riding it with 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 king philip well we talked last week with ben gretch and i talked about my strategy yeah he liked rivers i i did not though well yeah he said he had him like his qb 17 after after josh allen um so basically my strategy was try to like I, I wanted I needed a second quarterback and I gambled and I went with um Gesicki as my ninth round pick hoping that no one would take Rivers and then sure enough no one no one did so I got Philip Rivers feel good um, about getting Rivers in the 10th comparatively speaking to where everyone else went and the rest of my team like Godwin Ridley Metcalf Diggs um, pairing with the three stud tight ends I have. And then I did hedge a little bit with uh, some premier former college great quarterbacks. I got Tua in the 13th to pair with Gesicki. And then in the 19th, I got uh, Marcus Mariota, who I thought was the – I'd rather have like Mariota than Fitzpatrick. So it pains me to say this, but I'm looking at your team. I actually it's not that bad. It. It's yeah, not it's that not bad. that bad. We all wanted it to be worse. Yeah, but I thought you... I thought you'd put together like a, a clutch fantasy esque, mm. uh, like robust <laughs> RB strategy, and uh, you somehow were able to avoid that. Devin, what are we please... going to bet between all three of our teams? We need we need like a seasonal Swolecast Scott Fishbowl bet. Yeah, we do. We do. I, but I also have a request for Devin. Please splice together a highlight reel of Davis saying, like, I don't give these low-life scumbags any publicity. <laughs> and then with him saying Jacob Rick wrote in Clutch Fantasy over and over and over and over again. I need that super cut. Uh, it's a uh, gathering of negativity um, coming out of Davis's mouth. Yeah, we can, we can get a Scott Fishbowl bet going. Yeah, because Davis's team is is basically just like a recycled – uh, Rotoviz team. It's kind of like a. He just he just looked at some of the Rotoviz guys and got a bunch of their players like around later. So uh, I can't blame Davis. To- if if you ever hear me have a fantasy football take, it's probably something Sean Siegel wrote that I'm just parroting back to to someone else. So you know, That's what I'm saying what like what a- what what pick on my team do you think was a Rotoviz pick? Dave, because I actually, I actually went against what was the outcome of Hassan's article based off of the projections, which was to take tight ends early. I didn't take a tight end until the eighth round. <clears throat> yeah, well, we already know that your tight end selection was was not great. Uh, but I'm talking about the uh, Edmonds pick, the Eno Benjamin pick. Uh, those were all Rotoviz picks. I don't know how they. I don't know how they get to brand themselves as Chase, like the Chase Edmonds site. Like, who doesn't know? Like, that's kind of like the pick where, like, if you make it, that's a person that's good at fantasy. And then if they don't take Chase Edmonds, you have to leave it up to question. Yeah. I would Actually, say, yeah, I would say Rotoviz picks. I would classify them as like gross running backs that other people don't want to take. Want. So, like, I took Darrell Henderson. That's a Rotoviz pick because he was he's going to be a guy that falls in that zero running back range. Everyone thinks he sucks, but he's incredibly affordable. Like getting him at fifteen oh four. Mike Clay had a tweet thread about this the other day. Thread uh, about Fred. how the ADP disparity between him and Acres is absolutely silly. Uh, and people are just making giant 
assumptions because they don't like Henderson. Yeah. Now, Davis, your team is not Roto-Viz-esque. I was just mentioning the Edmonds Eno pick because I also... I, I thought I thought Eno ended up being a guy that was a value in this format because it is... It, I mean, it's certainly it's not um, 100% that that uh, Edmonds would be like a, a workhorse if and when Kenyon Drake got injured. Can we talk about LaVisca? Of course. Anytime. One of the, one of the all time values per, per Pat Curran. You got him at uh, wide receiver 69 there in Jacksonville. Nice. Uh, just uh, explain your, explain your thinking as far as um, him in this Jacksonville offense, rookie wide receiver, not a lot of off season time to, to gel you've got other wide receivers in this offense why him basically i'll let i'll let pete go first so the thesis on lavisca chanel and i actually don't think he's that different from uh opportunity standpoint as guys like jalen rager and brandon Ayuk, except those guys are actually going more reflective of that opportunity that they have and lavisca is going in just absurdly late. I've seen him in the 17th of these FFPC drafts and yeah, he's going to step right in. Uh, he's going to be the number two right behind DJ Chark. Uh, there's no way they throw to Leonard Fournette as much as they did last year. And he was an insanely good prospect. The only reason he slipped to the second round in the NFL draft was because of his injury concerns. He dominated at university of Colorado. They used him in all phases. And I recently, for the first time, watched some of his highlight film. The dude just sheds tackles like it's nothing. I mean, he's going to be a big part of their <laughs> yeah, offense. Yeah, he, lo- right he, like, he looks like Derrick Henry with the ball, bro. I didn't, I didn't know we were going to have a, a highlight takes. We, we, we love LaVisca Chenault. He's sick. Yeah, he's, uh, he's really, really good. I thought Leonard Fournette was supposed to be on a different team by now. you see Tuttle you got you got a bad impression of him because he was so like so slow and gross his last season because he was he had that groin injury so he was like way slower for college football DFS yeah he was trash last year he was supposed to be like because he was amazing I I played him the the year before whatever two years before a Darrington Evans you both you guys picked both you guys have more Titans than I do on my team yeah, you destroyed your brand in this draft. Yeah, dude, you didn't even get Tannehill or AJ. Like we both, I think you got you got AJ Brown, right, Pete? Sore subject. <laughs> I got I have I have two Titans, Dave. I I literally I literally I out I out high teed you. Yeah, it's true, and that was kind of like the it, basically they were picked like one or two rounds before I thought they would be picked, and so I couldn't. AJ Brown was one of those guys who had like a super wide um, range of outcomes of where he was picked. I saw him go like early in the fifth and like uh, with like the last pick of the seventh round, both. I think Dave, what probably happened in your draft is, you know, everyone's kind of looking around the draft room. They see a Titans thought leader like yourself and they know they have to get aggressive out in front of you. They pulled like the, uh, the, what everyone in Davis's draft did looked at his, uh, looked at his articles and cheat sheets. I know the price, the price you pay for being a public sharp. uh, It's immense. (laughs) Just like cash out King. (laughs) Cash out out King. Fame has its, um, fame has its drawbacks. It's, it's perks. Also would just like to say, if you took the picture with me at Disney world, please come forward because 
by the week it's becoming more of a shady story and i need i need like <laughs> validity to this no dude dave everyone clearly believes it it sounds totally no, real someone someone <laughs> definitely did dave someone is going definitely... dave is going full cash out king on this i promise someone took a photo with me someone <laughs> needs to post the photo and publicize the moment Hey, if you want to know about Cash Out King, just head over to usbets.com. They got an article we, about his uh, his big win. Who do we uh who do we think who do we think would win in a fight? Theoretical real person Cash Out King or one Mr. Peter Draftcheat Christensen? Cash Out King. <laughs> that was an easy okay. call. The 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 hothead weasel, the the hothead weasel has been particularly hot these last couple days. I think he got himself in a spot he doesn't want to be in. With, with cash out king here i mean cash out kit the theoretical cash out kings like 285 pounds he said or something like that Massive. he's not he's not small <laughs> six two six two two eighty five. i don't want any of that oh, hey guys i have to ask total question about cash out king because i know both of us have recently hopped on the cash out king follow train uh, oh, i made it i made it two days before i muted i didn't realize that he live <laughs> tweeted every single sporting event of all time around the clock regardless of what it is um, but it sounds like you're enjoying the ride more than I was. See, he's won me over big time. I, <laughs> I, I gave him the follow because I figured he'd just lose all the money really quickly. And that's still a possibility. But he's just a degen, like myself, like many other people. He's a pure degen. He doesn't deny it. He doesn't pretend to be like some huge sharp better. Just a pure degen. And I'm, I'm kind I of on board add with value. I have <laughs> a valuable voice. <laughs> Is it true, Dave, that the U.S. bets article was written under a threat? That under that, duress, literally, <laughs> was that written under anyone's free will, or did Cash Out King uh, threaten to ruin the ten-year anniversary for Roto Grinders? No, I don't. I don't think it was. I did think it was funny how he uh, he threatened you, and then you're you immediately like disarmed him by, "Hey, bro, I get it. I also like to threaten journalists to write a story that what to give me exposure," which was like, I appreciate that passive aggressive response to like someone who's being like overly aggressive because typically they don't know how to handle it, right? Yeah. I was I was surprised that he wasn't because he did tell me to at him because I was a spineless word yeah, that I won't make this. Devin bleep. Um, yeah. and then I did a parody video just direct attack <laughs> at him and he liked it. And Dave, I have a theory here. And okay. I'm not I'm not one to toot my own horn about yeah. you know what greatest shape I'm in. But if I was more of a dweeb, do you think yeah. he would have been as easy to roll over uh, as he did with that parody video? Like if Davis did the parody video, probably a little bit different for sure. <laughs> I mean, I did have that schmedium uh, wife beater on and I don't know, maybe maybe the king didn't want any of this smoke. So here's hey, I- here's the thing with the king. Um, it's like the, the account is fake. Uh, like the way in which the engagements happen, like immediately after you post a tweet, like it's, it's all like, oh, this is, this, you think it's a bot? No, I don't think he's a bot. I think he pays for bot interactions and follows. No. I, I would be, I would make that like minus 300 probably. Has to, Joey what, Ingram done a, uh, investigative report yet on cash. Can't you Twitter audit? See, let's do let's let's do a Twitter audit for the cash out. Well, I'm, Twitter audit. I'm, I'm, I'm on always, board. I'm, I'm on skeptical. the cash train. I am too because people always use that argument for the counselor with me. Uh, like he bought his fault. Like that's the thing people love to say. 
And again, I always concede, I'm sure at some point in his meteoric rise to fame, he bought some followers, but his engagement is insane and he responds yeah. to everybody. So I, I guess I I'm wrong about the cash. And he's campaign. giving out free money. <laughs> he's giving out free money with his bets. Like people love that. That will get you followers easily. Well, Davis is in shock Davis right is now. In shock. <laughs> so it hasn't been updated. So here's the thing on, on twitteraudit.com. It says it hasn't been updated for five months, which is twitteraudit.com your homepage and your browser. Davis. <laughs> <laughs> My this is how sad my life is. My homepage is my fantasy league dashboard because I have so many dynasty leagues that I have to check in on. Not a not a yeah. great life. Davis, uh, how uh, relieved were you yesterday to not be a victim of the blue checkmark uh, mass eraser? It's the it's uh, of all of the days in my life in which I've been on Twitter. It's the only day I've ever felt good about uh, <laughs> about not being a blue check. It was the uh, the Twitter autonomous zone uh, kind of took over. It was a wild day. Like that was just, a, I mean, probably just a normal day in 2020, but any other year it would have been like an insanely crazy day for all of the Twitter accounts, uh, like, or a lot of the verified Twitter accounts, Apple, Uber, Elon, Bill Gates, uh, all these people getting their accounts hacked, asking for people to give them the, uh, the two for one. It's the same scheme, right? With, with all the accounts. Yeah. I also want to point out there's someone in our chat who created an account with the name Davis's blue check mark. I mean, <laughs> that's how we know we have loyal fans. Here's the here's the thing. Anyone who would actually send their their Bitcoin to Bill Gates didn't deserve to have it in the first place and they should be robbed of it. Correct. It only got, I appreciated the original scam and then people that were scamming the scam by saying the scam had gotten $8 million in Bitcoins when that screenshot was also a scam. So Yeah, it was like, I, I think there's about $150,000 worth of Bitcoins that were, yeah. tra- that were transacted. Which still good, but if you had the ability to hack Bill Gates, Elon Musk, Apple, Uber, like wouldn't you do something a little I, bit I'd ask different? For, I'd ask for Zcash so I'd never get caught. Look at Davis getting into the weeds with privacy coins on the <laughs> Swolecast. <laughs> Peter, what would you do for your, your scam? Like send them all to your TikTok page? I To me, the funnest thing would be to start tweeting as them for a while. Like that would is what would give me the most enjoyment. Uh, <laughs> just to, to get to be Elon Musk on Twitter for a day would just be absolutely wild. Just making the conspiracy theorists yeah. go wild. Yeah, I'm a, I've actually pivoted Tesla and we're making uh, consumer uh, purchasable <laughs> tanks. We want every house in America to be able to buy a Tesla tank. Uh, and just have like all the Bitcoin bros just so stoked. now that now that <laughs> I Elon think about could it, say anything though, and like whatever you put out there, people would believe it just because oh, 100%. of yeah the boring. Now that I think about it, tank. I would really just tweet the iTunes link to the Take Cast from all of these like super famous <laughs> verified accounts. That's really all I would do. That's how we're so different, Davis. I'm thinking of wow, I could have a day of doing parody tweets. And Davis is like, I could get one thousand extra views on the Take Cast. You love to see it, dude. Oh, way more than a thousand. We're talking. Oh, yeah. We're talking millions and millions of impressions. How many of those are you going to convert into regular listeners? I mean, if if it's even like a hundred, that's that a win. Follow it would be perfect, Davis. 
the perfect Davis listeners, the, the bot accounts that are going to give people the two for one bit count, uh, Bitcoin scheme. Uh, speaking about new cars, Dave, I saw you're in the market for a, a Ford Bronco reboot here. Uh, yeah, those Ford Broncos, man. I used to love, I, I drove, I would drive one occasionally in, in high school. And I always like, I was never a Jeep guy. I always wanted to like get a old Bronco and now the Broncos are back. And I don't know. I feel like it would be a little bit disingenuous because they're like outdoorsy off-roading. I just, I just would like to like ride one down the street. Like I'm not going to take it off-roading. I just think they look nice, and I would I would like to have it. I could just see your fantasy. You're like picturing you and Derrick Henry riding around town, picking up barbecue, just doing a quick workout in the park. I, this is your fantasy. Uh, <laughs> doing doing a workout in the park, not a part of Dave's fantasy. Like going into <laughs> going in to do 15 minutes you, on the elliptical at you, Planet Fitness, and then getting a dilly bar is Dave's yeah, fantasy. You you had me until you mentioned the workouts, but us like with our blizzards uh, out the. You what, kind of, what kind of blizzard do you think Derrick Henry orders? Like a protein blizzard? I don't know. I'm so out of the blizzard flavor game. I can't even. I mean, Dave's got them all on lockdown, though. <laughs> Animal Dave knows. flavor. He's like, uh, he'd actually like the new peppermint cotton candy one a lot, I think. Like, how do you <laughs> know? He's like, it's surprisingly candy. underrated. <laughs> get out of here. Hey, I do want to, while, while we're not talking about football right now, I do want to ask you about TikTok, Pete, because. Explain, because I still don't know what like what happened other than like you being okay with uh, the Chinese government stealing your information mm-hmm. via TikTok than any other social media account. So mm-hmm. like, is it shut down? What's any different about TikTok now than it was before? Yeah. So when everyone started saying that, I did log in and my views had legitimately all been set to zero, uh, which was, was devastating. Wow. I mean, to go from <laughs> seven zeros on a video to zero is, uh, yeah, is hard. Those three digit video counts <laughs> real quick. Uh, so I was like, yeah, something's up here. But then people, I was searching that hashtag TikTok down and I figured that you weren't able to post or anything. I was able to uh, to post to get a message out to my followers who I know were really uh, wanting to hear that I was okay. So I was successfully able to do that, and uh, everything seems back to normal now. So something happened there on the back end, um, and it seemed to coincide with some stuff from the government saying that they were going to try to remove the app well, from. The I mean, US TikTok. It, it all it is is it's it's. Chinese the the China data harvesting yeah it's it's the answer to Facebook now if you if you have Facebook on your phone you're you're clearly already comfortable with your data being harvested to an uh, absurd degree so wait TikTok wasn't removed like no you can all that all that stuff happened I actually listened to a podcast about this it was all because of Facebook because any app that had a sign in with Facebook you know how you have have those different like Spotify. You can sign in with your Facebook account. Yeah, every app like that was affected because it was something with Facebook's login that was all messed up. So it was all actually Facebook. And anybody login. only just was tilted about TikTok because TikTok's the best app in the world. Oh, I, I, it's nice so, app. So it was a single sign on. Yeah. It was a single sign on issue, and like it yes. wasn't a government thing. Yes. It had I'm so out of the, the loop. I still thought it was like I still thought that people it was were tied to that. TikToks. Yeah, it was tied to that because they made the announcement. Like Trump was like, "We might ban 
TikTok or okay. something like that. But it had nothing to do well, with that. Hey, I didn't shout out to you, Pete, for like for realizing in real time that uh, that stuff, you know, that your numbers were down. You know what? To me, I didn't. I wasn't upset about losing my view counts. I thought of it kind of like the blue check mark thing. I think it should be more of a you know a meritocracy. We don't need view counts. Um, let's just flatten it all. And um, yeah, so I am actually sad to see the view counts are now back. But you're posting on it. But like right after that, you're posting on Instagram. Are you still going to post on Instagram, or is that going to be more of your private? My Instagram is more for things for my really close friends like Dave Kitchen to see yeah. and reply to about my workouts. Uh, yes, there's a separation of church and state between yeah. my Instagram and, and my other channels, Dave. But you did put you you did put your draft. You didn't put any other drafts uh, that you've done, the randomizer drafts. Yes. But you did put the draft with Tom Everett Scott on your Instagram page. Well, it's pretty easy. Well, a lot of my <laughs> friends and family know who Tom Everett Scott is. And no offense, Rich Rebar, but they don't know who you are. <laughs> slap in the face to Rich. I know. It's like, oh, wow, Pete's doing... I was like, oh, Pete's bringing his fantasy football stuff over to his Instagram. And then I realized that it was just a name drop. The it's, wonderful Tom Everett I pick, Scott. I pick my spots when I know there might be a little. I mean, as you guys know, the the overlap with people outside of this space that care about things that go in here, it's like that Venn diagram is like one percent. So if I have mm-hmm. a one percenter, just so that you, what am I doing all the time? Oh, I'm hanging out with movie stars. You know, that's <laughs> no. what I want them to think. Pete, this I, Pete, I have a like. I have a guy for you to I have a I have a guy for you to um, try and transact with John Isner, big big football fan. Followed a couple guys from the football community over the last uh couple weeks also a bitcoin guy he's a tennis player right yeah one of the best one of the 15 or so best american players it's just a a way for you to brag that he follows yeah i was like where is this even where is this even going other than davis dropping his name remember when for you remember like four years ago when jose batista followed everyone followed everybody and everybody was like oh my gosh jose batista follows me you know wow. how I, I impress people is uh, by telling them that QB1 asked me weekly fantasy advice, Jason Street. <laughs> like, is that true? Yeah. Oh, yeah. That is cool. Did, did you watch Friday Night Lights? Great show. What? I did not think that you'd be a Friday Night Lights fan. Yeah, I mean, uh, one of my favorite bands does all the music for it. So... That's how, a good I, lineup, that's how I got good into lineup, it. Yeah, good lineup building music. Uh, yeah, I mean, I told you about them. So What? Dude, you didn't know about Explosions in the Sky before me. And I, did, I did too. <laughs> I learned about Explosions in the Sky from Davis. I'll give, I'll give him that one. They were on like Friday Night Lights before I even met you. This is like one of my big brand things, and I'm not going to have you take it from me. All right, well, if we're doing that, then... Um, so... Just so we understand, I founded the Kings of Leon before anybody else. So, just so we understand, Davis is taking credit over Friday Night Lights for popularizing explosions in the sky. That's what's just within here. the DFS community. Yeah. Shout out Scott Porter. Shout out Tim Riggins. If All you right. want, if you like explosions in the sky, check out Mogwai, the original yeah. explosions in the sky. There you go. Yeah. If, you, if you if you get into a Davis YouTube, also told us about that. That's no, true. I didn't know about Mogwai, and then I, I, um, like, I don't know, maybe a year ago, I stopped listening to music on my iTunes and started listening on YouTube because it would recommend me music, and I found Mogwai from that. 
they're pretty good is that as well uh what's a uh the um i'm gonna butcher this name because <laughs> i've never had to say it but uh sigur ross is that how you say it sigur rose but boy you trying to take a stab out of it is just (laughs) (laughs) i knew peter would i knew peter would know who it is because it's kind of weird music uh and they don't even speak english i don't think so Uh, they are an icelandic band but they they speak in this gibberish that they call hopelandic it's not even technically uh icelandic so yeah you're you're in deep in the indie in the indie weeds dave only because uh my college roommate's who is now known as Mickey Echo, wrote the famous song Stay by Rihanna. He listened to him in college. So I'm just like co-signing on his takes, basically. There you go. I listened to some weird stuff because I was influenced in college. Did you, did you, so I've got Kings of Leon. Davis has Explosions in the Sky. What band that is now popular that you were on before anybody else, Peter? I have a really embarrassing one that I don't actually want to take credit for. I went to one of the first ever live shows of the fray. Uh, oh. That's a, that's an extremely on brand answer for Pete. Whoa! Did you yeah, have, I have like I have, the bangs a, I have a I have a better one. I have a better one in terms of I knew before they were big. Then um, go for it, Davis. I know. My no, one you continue your story, Pete. Story. <laughs> continue no, the fray. No, that's pretty bad. It was like their first show at like a non-dive bar. Their parents were there and they brought them on stage after. And about a year and a half later, uh, you know, How to Save a Life was on every single radio station How in America. How to Save a Life. <laughs> Over my head. That was uh, like the, um, that was like during the MySpace days. Yeah. So that's how Kings of Leon came about too. All right, Davis, what's your big one that you have to reveal? That I saw... Mac Miller in a bar with probably I would guess a hundred people in Lawrence, Kansas in like early mm. uh, 2010. And then a yeah, year later he was on, he was on MTV and doing worldwide tours and stuff. But he, had, it was, it was just before he had become like a real, real thing. I remember when you were a big Mac Miller fan. Still am bro. Puddle. Someone just sent me a DM. <laughs> just said, Cash out king, dot, dot, dot. He might lose it all today. (laughs) (laughs) That's why it's so fun watching him. I mean, I know he has a lot of money on Dustin Johnson, who started out the day with like a a double, uh, a a birdie, and then a triple. (laughs) And then, of course, he's just going to keep chasing. This is why it's thrilling. I mean, there's a reason. If if he's real, I I think he is. If he's real, there's a reason why Bet Rivers allows him to keep betting. Right? I pray, because uh, he specifically called out uh, Rovell, I pray that when he hits rock bottom, <laughs> Rovell writes a 5,000-word feature on him. <laughs> Goes and visits him in jail. <laughs> yeah. Is it, the, isn't Parlay Pats in jail? Kills me to this day, mm-hmm. man. He was one of the greats, and we lost him. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's bring it back. The, to- Len, the Len bias of Parlay's. <laughs> <laughs> Let's bring it back to the NFL. Parley Pats. <laughs> All right. Legit or bit? You got to go around, say something that uh, is perplexing you or that you agree with and maybe, maybe others don't, but you want to know, is do others have a legit or bit take on it? Davis, let's start with you. Mark Ingram, absolute one of the all-time sucker bets in sports speculation history 
in uh, in the year of our Lord 2020. Is this? Are you talking about redraft? Uh, oh, uh, yeah, you predicting a long dynasty future for Mark Ingram? <laughs> well, that's why I thought that like like you you acting like his redraft value is not is not there. Is that is that what you're saying basically? I just I've not taken him anywhere. Yeah. All right. You I just will, think that. Go ahead. No, I was just going to say uh, I do think that something has to give when you look at Ingram and Dobbins ADP. They're they're going very close to it. Like one of those is just massively, massively off. Um, and so I, I just think something weird's going on that people are so willing to draft those guys at that. Right? I think they both should probably drop a couple rounds in ADP. Yeah. Uh, that's the thing. Uh, like, I think, I think as we get closer to the season, I think Ingram's ADP will drop because people will become more aware of Dobbins. Basically, you're going to have more touts talking about it. I think his ADP uh, will drop, but I also don't hate like in the Scott Fishbowl. Mark Ingram was almost a value. Like, I almost drafted him as someone who's going to get a lot of carries. Yeah, his average was ADP was sixty five point two. So going Ugh. at what the top of the sixth round, yeah, yeah, for for teams that ha- and he was available like in the seventh or eighth for us. So, um, you know, just getting a guy that could be at the touchdown score. Here, here's the here's the thing. People are paying like, okay, you Dave, you drafted Marlon Mack. What round did you get him? Tenth uh, or eleventh? Tenth, eleventh round. So you're paying. <clears throat> Uh, almost a five or six round premium just to have a piece of the Ravens offense when there's really no difference between Mark Ingram and Marlon Mack with the incoming rookie coming for them. They still have issues with not catching passes. Uh, and I Ingram Mark- is 34. Yeah. Right. He's, he's old. Not he's 34. not young. No, he's, he's not, not 34. 34. He's like Mark 31. Ingram age. He will, yeah, he will be. He'll be 31 when the season starts. Mark Ingram, Twitter audit, all paid followers. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Uh, Pete, legit or bit? Uh, Mark Ingram's ADP is a bit. Okay. Tuttle? I'll go with the bit side. Yeah, I'll say, I'll say slight bit. All right, Pete, what you got for a legit or bit? Yeah, I'm going to keep on the uh, the running backs in this range who I think are being overdrafted. Cam Akers, uh, ADP, legit or a bit. And yes, I'll, I'll frame it in a slightly different way. Um, Cam Akers and Zach Moss should have the same ADP, legit bit. or a bit. Bit. Oh, I'm so tilted. Such a bit. You love Akers. It's such a bad take. Why? I do. Why I love do you- Cam Akers. Like, what Davis, did? go ahead and explain. Yeah. First off, he didn't run a 4.7. He, he didn't run a 4.740 at the Combine. So uh, he's got that going for him over Zach Moss. He plays for a team that two out of the three years, the head coach has been coaching his target of the running backs over a uh, hundred times. They didn't last year because Todd Gurley could no longer cut laterally up the field. And uh, even, even in a timeshare with Daryl Henderson, very similar to Ronald Jones. Actually, I expect acres to have value in the timeshare, but there's also just a chance that, uh, you know, some guys, you know, Bishop Sankey style guys, like they literally just are never good enough to play in the NFL. And Henderson might be one of those guys. All right. You guys uh, remember, so uh, 
Do you guys remember who was on Zach Moss before being on Zach Moss was cool? Was that you? I believe I drafted him in our uh, in our draft. That we oh, did. our rookie draft. Yeah, You're I right. I believe I had him in our rookie draft. And oh, was yeah. <laughs> yeah. Give me crap People for him. And then, and then Adam Levitan comes out and starts yeah. touting him, and then it's all cool. <laughs> It is funny. I I keep waiting for people to cite the four man Swolecast draft as the Zach Moss, you know, <laughs> industry like the industry thought leader for Zach Moss. Yeah, no doubt. Well, Zach Moss, uh, Peter and I both got him in the twelfth round. So there you go. Yeah, Just, yeah. Uh, this is this is something I can't I can't get on board. I mean, in the twelfth round is fine, but Crane and Pete are in you know big zach moss like they're they're in the pocket of big zach moss and uh i do not agree i again okay whatever i'm I'm i don't like arguing about football (laughs) you do you do when it's the dms you just can't let your brand be tarnished by seriously Uh, discussing zach moss's role in buffalo on a podcast it's true okay tuttle legit or a bit jarek mckinnon is in the best shape of his life Ooh, legit, dude! <laughs> Every single off season, I don't, Every I don't know if it's season. legit, but I do think that like he is a legit good zero RB end of the round or end of the draft candidate. Yeah, yeah. I'm never like it's going to take a lot for me to fade Jarek McKinnon. Like the only time I think I faded Jarek McKinnon is last year when he had like a third round ADP. And I'm like, okay, that's probably too high. And then, of course, he tore his ACL. But every other year, I'm like I'm like a believer. This guy has had the chip stacked against him his whole life. He's got the, the LT comparison uh, as far as athletic profile. I mean, why not? Why not in this in this San Francisco offense? Who are you I- comparing to LaDainian Tomlinson? I just I just passed out. Oh, welcome welcome to the conversation. Jared McKinnon. I want to get in on the McKinnon love. Uh he's yeah. insanely cheap and we see this scenario play out with backfields like the Patriots and the 49ers where they they have good running games and they are not afraid to shuffle up the depth chart on a moment's notice. You know, we saw Matt Burita get relegated so quickly to the doghouse last year and all of a sudden Tevin Coleman became a thing. You, it, it, it's been a trope for years uh, when Brady was in New England. You just take the cheapest running back, and it's the best uh, proposition for turning a profit. I don't know why we aren't viewing the 49ers backfield similarly. Like People are paying a premium for Mostert, which is ridiculous. Kel- Coleman is a pricey zero running back target, but McKinnon is free. And to Dave's point, he's, he's a freak. He's so talented. It's always just, is he going to stay healthy? Uh, but there's no cost to, to pick him and find out. All right, guys, we've got a theme going, and I'm, I'm just going to keep it going. Uh, and I'm not going to talk about Kishon Vaughn or Derrick Henry. It's going to be the guy who is in the middle, ADP-wise, of Mark Ingram and Zach Moss. And that is a Mr. Darius Geis. Legit or bit? Pete, you, you just gave <laughs> me the, like, the gross face right now. I, um, I have never been a Darius Geis guy. Um, I think it's a bit, I like Antonio Gibson. I'd rather play that backfield cheap. That said, um, he is starting to fall in drafts. Like in our FFPC draft that Pat and I are doing, he went in the, in the eighth or ninth round to the point where Pat and I were like, 
we might actually have to consider this. So he is falling into that zero RB target range, but he's not my guy. Kitchen, if you had to guess the last game in which Darius Geis played over 50% of his team snaps, uh, at, at what year would you have guessed that that took place in? I mean, I'd be guessing his, senior, or his junior year at LSU. Yeah, the last time it happened was uh, in December of 2018. So, go, But he was very good there in December of 2018. He's a guy that just had a couple bad injuries, and now you can get him on the cheap. The only issue is that he's fighting. You, you, like can't, eight, you can't get him on different. the cheap. You can get McKinnon cheap. You have to, like, Darius Geis is going ahead of Philip Lindsay, who is, like, unilaterally the better pick. No. I just, all right. Dave's been grinding those guys workout videos. Does anyone have a better workout video promoter than Darius guys? I mean, every off season with this guy. It's just like, if he can stay healthy, he is a way like Davis. If your take is, I don't like him because I think he might be like injury prone, right? I don't think he's injury prone. I just think he legitimately is not healthy. Yeah. All right. But if he is healthy, you would still take Derek Lindsay over guys. Is that what you're saying? Oh, yeah. okay. All yeah. Right. All right. That's a bit. That's a bit right now. I just had to think about it for a second, but yeah, I mean, I don't even have guys projected for that meaningful of a workload without projecting him for injury already. And the other thing about guys is first of all, Adrian Peterson's still there and the team is more than willing to give him carries. Bryce Love is still there, who the team continues to talk up. And then they draft Antonio Gibson, who is going to... But wait, there's more. There's more. Who else am I missing? Oh, Antonio Gibson is going to catch the passes. So I just, I don't see the path to a Geis, you know, workhorse role in that offense. They also signed Peyton Barber. They also signed JD McKissick. All, all, they have six running backs on the roster right now. Five of which... They're not going to kip all six running backs, though. So yeah, call me a guys truther. Uh, it didn't work out. <laughs> what, for me what, last bet, year. what bet? What bet? can we make on guys? What, what can <laughs> we get Lindsay down? Guys, bet. Guys, Lindsay bet is a fine one for me. Okay, so. booked twenty five. Over right. under Done. number of weeks David plays Darius Guys on DraftKings. I mean, it all sixteen of them. If he's healthy, his salary is. But he's, he's if, a better play if, on Fanduel. <laughs> 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 the touchdowns. <laughs> Remember when Davis would fade Derrick Henry and AJ Brown like every week? It was just amazing. All right. Uh, final thoughts. Or, yeah, final thoughts, closing thoughts. What do you got, Davis? Just, oh, I, you know, thank you. Excited thank with you. The yawn. <laughs> you know, David, thank you for acknowledging that I introduced you to Explosions in the Sky. I think that was a big okay. moment in the history of the show. Yeah. Texas we're at it, Dave, thank you for building Roto Grinders brick by brick and getting Derek Henry that fifty million dollar contract. Dargy <laughs> would not be here without you, bud. Tuttle. Tuttle, that was where you say something flattering about David Kitchen. <laughs> Rule of threes. David. Say something about how Fantasy Insiders had the first optimizer ever. David, it's just been a pleasure all throughout yeah. these years <laughs> to be associated with somebody so good looking. Yeah. So Hard working. So committed yeah. to their, to their body. <laughs> it's just, it's just been awesome. All right. Um, yeah. Shout out to the RG 10 year anniversary, 10 years. 
I mean, people that put in the work, not not only myself, but uh, Derek Henry, Cal, Cam, Dan, all that Riley, the the guys that built Roto-Grinders, they deserve what happens uh, to them as far as like just getting paid. And uh, so that's, yeah, that's, that's where we're at. And hopefully we'll be around. I don't know what things are going to look like in another 10 years. As long as society is here in 10 years, then hopefully we'll be around as well. That's what I would say. Such an optimistic projecting society to exist in 10 years. End on the positive. (laughs) Can I actually end on on just one other additional positive note? Yeah, sure. Congratulations to Dr. Chow and Clay Travis for their new partnership. (laughs) (laughs) With with Jason Whitlock, too. I mean, Uh, it's just... What do you think, Evan? Do you think that this means that he leaves uh, the the established the run the silver because he and silver are pretty tight yeah i have been wondering how this is going to affect the the relationship well i actually think i actually think that outkick the coverage just folds in to establish the run <laughs> they might they might acquire out. i heard levitate or vice versa could have a weekly podcast. oh vice versa can you imagine if outkick acquires establish the run and dink has to work for clay travis i'm here for dink's, it. dink's rich enough to quit bro I'm I'm here for for everyone just getting triggered. Um, that's that's what I'm here for. All right, let's uh, let's end it on this positive note. Shout out to everyone listening. Shout out to our producer Devin for uh, Charlie. Um, Charlie just like putting in the work with all the gifts every week on social media. Still looking for that social media intern. It'll happen. But we'll see y'all next week. Episode 16 here on the Off Season Swellcast. Mm-hmm.